0: Battle with you guys as always. Uh, we've been like talking about how we're going to do two a week, and we haven't quite gotten there yet. But granted, there hasn't been a game, so uh, like, and it's not like you know we we normally record Fridays, and it's a good thing we did it now and not earlier. Yes. I was actually pestering Steve earlier, like, "Hey, let's pod. Hey, hey, let's do the pod." And then Steve <laughs> like didn't get back to me. I'm like, "Oh, oh, oh maybe something's going on." Lo and behold, like an hour goes by, and the game is yep. cancelled. So. Here we are. Uh, That's Steve. I'm Tom. Nate Wade Subaru is the the podcast sponsor. 1207 South Main Street. Go down, check them out. Winter's around the corner. If you don't have a car that you trust, they'll put you in one. We have got a fair bit to talk about, Steve.
2: Yeah, we do. (sighs) Yeah, we do. Damn. This. Oh, sorry. This is KSL. I forget. Dang. Shoot. Daggummit. Man. (laughs) Man, what a... What a crappy, crappy thing.
0: So I had a feeling this was going to go down. I know you did too. We had, we had a, yeah. a very brief conversation before we hit record. Essentially, you and I both heard the same thing. Late last night, right. sometime yesterday, they were flirting around 53, 54 players available. I heard 54 earlier in the day. You heard 53 later that right. evening. And, of course, 53 is the cutoff. And so, right. like, I had a pretty good feeling yesterday that this was going to come down. Um mm-hmm. And it, and it did. So now we're 0 for 2, right? Utah's 0 for yep. 2. And uh, there are teams out there like BYU who are 8 for 9. They've had one game cancelled. It was, I think, the second the second game. It was Navy, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. They've had one game cancelled. It doesn't matter. And they test three times a week. Utah tests every day. Hey, let's start there. Can we just say, uh, and again, I don't know the answers. Maybe you do, Steve. Maybe you don't. But during the summer... They were testing. They weren't testing every day. They were testing like three days a week. And um, they seemed to be doing okay. But you know what else I heard is during the summertime, they were actually, the players were testing themselves. They were doing the nose swabs themselves. And they weren't having other people do them for you because it's cheaper. Uh, and so I don't know if that's like a big deal or not. But I don't know. Like maybe the players weren't putting it high enough up their nose. I don't know.
2: You got to like shove it up there.
0: Yeah. Well, so nowadays you don't know. So I went and got tested like two, three right. weeks ago. Um, and they had the smaller ones. And so it, like like, like I, I, I might have just dropped a bomb on accident. And I apologize because I, I don't know how long the swabs were in the summertime. I think they were the small ones, but I, I don't know. I'm just assuming. But the players were doing I, it themselves. And Interesting there, Tom. I don't know if the players are still doing it themselves or not. Uh, but, like, they're testing every day now. Yeah. And all of a sudden, everyone's got COVID. So that's, it's kind of like there's something going on to me. Because it's like it's not like they've just started testing. Like, they have right. been testing for a while. But right. they've, they've amped up the testing.
2: Right. Well, man, it's... Uh... It's crazy. So, and, and Woody talked about it. Like, they've been testing throughout this whole thing for Utah. They've been testing throughout this whole thing. There have been positive tests throughout this whole process. Since they got back together, there have been positive tests. Uh, I think we're seeing it throughout college football. The timing of everything um, coincides with Halloween parties and that kind of thing. Very, you know, it, it, it lines up. It matches, right? There was a Halloween. talked
0: about there was one, right? No, there was. Yeah, dumb. Yeah, and there
2: there was, Dumbs. and it, it's not that Utah was the only team that did it. Like obviously, you're seeing the impact throughout college football. There have been uh, double-digit games canceled now, uh, and it's unfortunate. Um, like it's hard to get mad at these college kids for going to parties, but considering that a college party is Happening during the the middle of a pandemic, yeah, it's you know it's tough. Uh, it's it's tough to to accept that, and so um, unfortunate. Uh, but here we are, and now like Arizona State now has been completely decimated by COVID nineteen positive tests. An entire side of the ball, I think it's the defense side of the ball, has been completely gutted because of COVID tests. Herm Edwards is now positive with COVID. Uh, it's just. The timing of everything with everything that's gone on uh, with tests uh, becoming more available and what they have available to them now, just you're seeing tests pop up positive all over the place. And it's absurd. Uh,
0: I can also um, announce the, so um, part of the problem for Utah was in, in Salt Lake City, contact tracing. And I, I don't get this. I, I just have, I, I it doesn't make any sense to me. But but anyhow, I'll, I'll tell you what I've heard, and then we can kind of go more into it. Anyway, if you are exposed to COVID in Salt Lake City, you, um, you must quarantine for seven days for a week. Okay. Uh, in, in California, whatever county Pasadena's in, it's 10 days. So they had a number of players. Uh, and, of course, because the game's being played in California, you have to oblige by the California right. guidelines. So they had players. Utah had players that if the game had been played in Utah – they would have been able to play, but because it's being played in California, they were unable to play, and so right. that that also plays into it. Now, I just and so that so I asked on Twitter, like, "Hey, send us questions." The first question we got was, uh, uh, "Why wasn't the game moved to Utah if uh, if it was a problem with the LA County's more strict protocols?" Well, the answer I've received or I've I've, I've tried to to receive was that like Salt Lake City is in a worse spot than California by the right. way you know like for per capita like Utah's not in right. a good spot the Pac-12 is well aware of that it doesn't make any right. sense to move the game to Utah because Utah's not in a better place uh the Pac-12s are not happy with Salt Lake City and the case counts um, and 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 so that that's essentially the reason why in fact I've I've heard rumblings that 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 Future games may be moved out of Salt Lake City. You know, if if the if the case counts keep rising, games are going to Rice Eccles Stadium is not going to host football games in 2020. Um, wow. So yeah, like um, so yeah, people are people are wondering if it's the LA. Ca- the thing with the LA counties is like California is a really big state. They have a lot of people. They also have a a few cases themselves. Uh, but right. I think per capita, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I think per capita, Utah's in a much worse spot than they are.
2: Um, oh yeah. And, and, you know, seeing the positive number of cases that we've seen over the last couple of days, last week or so, what did we surpass yesterday? 3,000? 3,200 3, cases or something like that? It was like some of nine. Jeez. It was like
0: 4
2: days. And, and so you're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense not to want to put a program, two programs, essentially, in that type of hotspot. And so this all comes back, like you said, Tom, to you know the pandemic to COVID nineteen. Um, it's it's unfortunate, man. It's wreaking havoc everywhere. And um, gosh, you we were going somewhere at the beginning of uh, when you were talking that I I wanted to harp on. Um, but the uh, the the seven day and the ten day quarantine oh, yeah. or 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 that thing um, and. So based on Pac 12 protocols, like if your test positive with an antigen test and the very next test you take is a PCR test and that comes back negative, you're you're clear to return to activity. But that's only according to that you also have to follow the local guidelines, which is something that I didn't put together until today. And you know, you see Nick Ford tweet what he did. Yeah. Um, and that provides a lot of clarity and, and, and context to the situation that we find Utah football in. I think had they been able to get players back, I don't think Nick Ford is the only one uh, in that situation. Had they been able to get Nick Ford and maybe a couple other players back, Utah's probably above that fifty-three man threshold, and they're probably playing football. Maybe based yeah. on that, right? Again, the, the whole COVID situation and and what and just Utah being. In a very hot spot, uh, that's always going to be a factor in this. But uh, had they been able to get those players off that are in, that are in contact tracing, whatever they're likely playing, um, you know, regardless of, of the COVID situation. But again, this this all comes back to the positive rate, the the and just the fact that Salt Lake County is is such a hot spot.
0: Yeah, uh, this was Nick Ford's tweet, for those that missed it. Uh, quote, exposed to COVID-19, eight days of testing, 20-plus negative tests later, LA County still doesn't want me playing. Disappointment and frustration are both understa- uh, understatements for the way I feel when it's finally my time to step back on the field, feel bad for whoever I'm going against. So that's part of the problem, Steve, is right. um, you know, every state has their own guidelines, some stricter than others, and uh the state of california and la county in particular have been you know they they they've been kind of um monitoring this pandemic much stricter than anyone in utah has and that's yeah you know, i remember in the middle of i've got friends in la county and yeah, you know, middle of uh April, June. It, you know, they were saying, you know, that they can't see anybody else outside their family, they can't walk with more than I don't know what it was, four people, you know, all within the same household. And that that stuff hasn't been happening here in Utah. And so yeah. Right. Yes. Kind of just the nature of the beast. I, I also heard something interesting. Um it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. So the players get tested every day. I think the only day they don't get tested Sunday. Uh, so it's six of seven days, and five of them's a swab, a saliva test. They they also take a, a sorry, a, a swab of the nostril. The, the other day comes a saliva spit test. So they get kind of a good mix of both. But um, but I've learned that that essentially, you know, once the players are inside the facility and they've been cleared to to go into the facility. They're, they're not wearing masks or anything that like the masks are off and it's kind of just like, you know, business as usual for, uh, for the players, which, you know, I can kind of, I can understand like masks can be a bit of a nuisance wearing them for however many hours every day may, may be, you know, unnecessary, or at least it may feel unnecessarily. But at the end of the day, I think look, that there's positive, there's, there are tests that come back false positive, false negative, you know like like these tests are i don't know what the official i think it's like 85 90% accurate covid tests these days maybe right. it's 95 oh. i don't know whatever it's there's still a decent margin for error and and right. if you have a if you have a false negative you know and you're just like roaming the the football facility and you actually have the virus you're not showing any symptoms but you don't think you have it because you came you came up with a false negative then you're just infecting everybody You know, and like maybe you maybe you'll infect everybody even with a mask on. I don't know. I'm not a medical expert, but maybe if you all wear masks and still try and maintain as best social distance as possible, then maybe some of these cases wouldn't have happened. And at the end of the day, it's like just a couple cases, and we're playing football, guys. You know, it's like just five extra cases, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden we're done. So uh, you know, it kind of irritates me that the the playing group isn't wearing a mask around the the football facility. It's, it just doesn't make sense. You're over two, like I you know, I just I don't get that. If I'm a leader on that team, I'm saying, guys, like you want to play ball, you want to train all week long, you know, right. and hustle and sweat and hurt, and then 24 hours before kickoff, just for it to be cancelled, like that's so much preparation, so much work, so much time in the film room. Like you are exercising so much energy towards something that isn't even going to happen, you know? So let's make it, let's do everything we can do everything we can to try play football, wear a damn mask, just wear a mask. When you're inside the facility, take it off when you play, whatever. But I mean, I just think there are some issues going on right now, Steve, up at the Hill. Uh, And I don't know who's to blame. You know, I'm, I'm not here to blame anybody. I think, the, as a collective, you know that there are people. Oh yeah, that that obviously need to take uh, the brunt of the the blame. But it's just it's it's weird right now. I'm tr- I'm trying to kind of put all the pieces together. I know Mark harlan has got a a press conference at two thirty. It's right now, so we'll have that wrapped up so so that Steve and I can jump on that. But look, he's not going to tell us much. Let's be frank. I mean, he might. Give us some numbers, but he's not going to go into great detail as to just how they're operating on a daily basis,
2: right? And I, you know, he's he's not, and you know, I, it's tough, man. It's tough to hear, uh, but I think we can all kind of look at ourselves, like I, as you were explaining, just kind of players getting comfortable and, and taking taking off their masks in the facility. Like I'm thinking to myself where what situations have i been in where i've felt comfortable where i didn't wear a mask you know like family friends like i wear my mask uh as as often as i can but there are situations where i take it off and i'm i'm roaming without a mask and i'm doing stuff without a mask like how many times have i gone golfing without a mask you know it's 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 that self reflection where you start to think like okay i understand them getting comfortable enough to take off the mask where you test negatively and and that kind of thing. We talk so much about there being false positives, but you brought up the point that there are also false negatives. And that's something that can be crippling. You know, if you have a false negative where the test doesn't actually pick up a player that is, that has COVID-19 and he feels comfortable enough, the fact that he's tested negative to take off his mask and, you know, the other guys knowing that he's tested negative negative. Uh, feel comfortable around him, you know, like that can be a a really bad situation. And, you know, I don't know if that was what happened or not. You probably have a better idea of that than I do, but that is one situation where it can absolutely crush you. Um, and, you know, despite the fact that we have rapid testing, it's still, it's not 100% foolproof. Like, the the testing capabilities are are great. Yeah, like hindsight is twenty twenty. You packed the Pac twelve probably should have started the season earlier to to get through this. But man, like it's it's tough, and this is kind of the difficulty of trying to play football, college football, in the middle of a pandemic. We're <laughs> learning uh, in a very difficult way just how difficult uh, this is. For college football uh, to happen during a pandemic of this sort, of this magnitude, and it's frustrating. Uh, but we have to remember that this isn't this isn't like players are going to the store to buy alcohol and are just getting drunk. Like this is a pandemic. This is something that you know we don't know a lot about still. We know a lot more than we did six months ago, but we still don't know a lot about it, and it's unfortunate. But this is what happens when you try to play football during a pandemic, man. It's tough to see i'm uh, my I feel for the players, I feel for the coaches because I know that even despite all the positive tests, all the contact tracing, like the team's still prepared this week as if they were going to play uh, and to have that taken away from them again um, you know the day before the game, that's tough, man that's two weeks in a row. And I can only imagine how frustrated and, and how upset they are. But again, like put yourself in some bad situations where you're even even a slightly, even slightly careless with you know, COVID nineteen protections and you know, this is this is what can happen and it sucks. Yeah. That was a very long rant. I apologize.
0: No, no, no. And you're entitled to rant, uh to- for longer and uh, as frequently as you wish, because it's upsetting. It really is. It's um, it's frustrating. But at the end of the day, I think I think you know my takeaway on the whole thing, Steve, and I don't know where you stand necessarily, but <clears throat> you know, I, I was kind of ranting about the players not wearing masks inside the facility and, and all that. Look, these kids, I mean, they're kids, really. They're, they're kids. They're like 18-year-old kids, 19, 20. Some of them are like 23, 24. Very few of them have a, have wives. You know, some do, more than most college teams, but not many. Very few have kids. I mean, we're talking about kids, okay? We're talking about okay. practice, Steve. No, no, we're talking about kids. And, practice, man. And... Uh, <clears throat> I know what it was like. Look, like, I was there. You know, I've done it at that age. Like football's cool and football's great, but like you got other things on your mind too. You know, right. like like um, like like parties and and you know whatever. You 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 know where I'm going. And so this was, I guess, always kind of. In my, you look back on it, and you probably should have told to yourself, yeah, there's a good chance. There's a good chance a lot of games get cancelled this year. Uh, was it was it realistic for us to think that Utah would go over for two? Yeah, probably not. You'd like to think that they'd go at least one for two, maybe, yeah. One for three. I don't know. But but over for two back to back weeks is certainly not ideal. Um they didn't have many players available anyway, Utah fans. We no. don't need to go into that. But uh No, they didn't. Put yourself out of your misery anyway. If they had a played, they probably would have gotten whacked because uh they were going on walk-ons left, right, and center. You know? They
2: they had a couple key players still available. I think they, they would have given UCLA a, a run for their money, but it definitely would have been a challenge, and I'll say it, it would have been a significant upset. We'll say that, but there were some players where they had enough talent to, to at least make it a game, I think, had they made it to that point.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, they were depleted. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh dear. Uh yeah, so that they were, are. man. Yeah. Hey, uh I'm gonna quickly get to a few other questions that we had. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's do it. A lot of people wanting positivity, positivity, positivity. Um What else was there? What are the restrictions on players being allowed to practice with Pac-12 contact tracing? We kind of went over that here in Utah. Seven days is what you must be out for. Uh, Someone comes in, Steve, if you want to answer this, any chance Utah plays BYU instead of UCLA? No. No No. way. No. 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 I'd love to
2: see it, but no. Yeah. I (laughs) think – Utah's current roster versus BYU. Who wins? There's still a talent gap, man. There's still a talent gap.
0: What you're going you're going Utah? I would
2: hella go Utah, man.
0: I am not. I'm going blue, baby. Go Cougs. <laughs> Utah has no they have like three players, Steve. Oh my no. goodness. Uh we got, we got a golf question. Let's answer that. Who's your, who's your, uh, pick to win the masters.
2: Oh man. So I, uh, we, me and my buddies, we did a, a masters pick'em tournament. Nice. We did three rounds. Uh, I had the first pick. And so I was an idiot and picked, uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Oh. Um, I wish, I wish I would have went Dustin. Yeah. Uh, but, but, uh, but that's where I'm at. So I have DeChambeau, I have Corey champ and then I have, uh, uh, Lowry, Scott, Scott uh, Lowry, Shane, Shane Lowry. Yeah. That's right. My twin.
0: Nice, 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 <laughs> nice. Uh, and then, Hey, of course we, um, we can't not talk about the big news that did it come in yesterday, Steve? Yeah. Last night. Ooh, that was a big bomb. That was a big yeah. bomb. So talk us through it. Four-star recruit, big time <laughs> recruit projected Utah is now the fifth best recruiting class in the Pac twelve. how it unfold.
2: Yeah, man, this was this was a, uh, this was a long play. This was uh, one that has been in the works for some time. But Utah um, slowly but surely made their case with four-star talent uh, Ethan Calvert, linebacker out of Oaks Christian in Southern California. Uh, Ethan is the youngest of three brothers that uh, will be playing in the Pac-12. Uh, his brother, Bo Calvert, at UCLA, uh, and, and the middle brother, Josh Calvert, is at Washington. Ethan uh, is going to be the best of the bunch, and that is according to his older brothers um, so Ethan is fantastic talent um, i've I've made the comparison to a chase Hansen in high school at two hundred twenty pounds um, that uh, is coming in as a linebacker ready to go fully bought into playing linebacker that's the type of talent that Utah is bringing in with Ethan calvert so um, fantastic pickup when you look at ethan calvert and the significance of this you look at the top five linebackers inside linebackers in this class um, they are committed to clemson ohio state alabama utah and oregon those are the top five inside linebackers in this class and utah uh, is right there among the blue bloods of the recruiting trail. And uh, this is a, just a unbelievable pickup for the class. Uh, he's going to come in. He's expected to contribute and make a, a significant impact right away. Um, obviously you make the, the transition from high school to college. There's still things that he's going to have to, to learn. There's still things that he's going to have to prove he can do. Uh, the mental part of the game is always something that will be interesting to monitor But in terms of just raw talent, raw athleticism and ability, um, it doesn't get much better than Ethan Calvert. Uh, He is the third highest rated commit Utah has ever landed. We talked about Clark Phillips being the highest last year. Um, Ethan Calvert is now the third highest rated prospect, Jalen Johnson fourth um, now. And so uh, that speaks to, again, his talent level as well. Um, This is a kid that fits in very well with the personality of the Utah football program um bought into the substance of utah football the product on the field the player development the track record in the nfl draft uh the coaches he has a great relationship with them uh, it was those things that really put utah over the map or or over uh over the edge uh in, in landing him uh this week uh ethan actually called up utah earlier this week told him he was going to commit uh and go public he went a couple days went by and he announced yesterday obviously but he committed to utah earlier this week uh he just publicly announced last night and uh just again a fantastic pickup while we're struggling right now with everything going on right now um it sucks right now but the future with this recruiting class with ethan calvert uh bright man super super bright
0: that that's uh tremendous news so that is the positive news for all utah fans out there that are mourning the loss of the uh, UCLA game. Uh, For what it's worth, uh, the Cal ASU game got cancelled earlier today. Herm Edwards uh, has tested positive, so we're hoping that Herm, who is an older fella, can make it through, of course, and and get back to the sidelines. He's a personality that uh, is much needed within this conference. But a number of other people on ASU um, had the virus as well, so they had a bit of an outbreak. That game got cancelled, and believe it or not, there's now conversation Uh, according to John Wilmer and other national media folk that uh, ASU, uh, sorry, uh, UCLA and Cal uh, trying to put together a football game for this upcoming Sunday, Uh, like just crazy to, to think about. So it's like 24, 48 hours notice. They've been prepping for entirely different teams all week uh cal's yet to play like a single competitive snap so they'll right. be if they end up playing on sunday they'll be going into this game on two days practice essentially um and yeah i mean it's it's just absurd but uh i uh, if it goes down credit to him man i mean that's impressive but it could that that that's a game that i would watch because you know like those teams just have not been preparing for one another. Uh yeah. that could make it interesting. That that could make it really fun, actually. Just an a, a shootout. I shouldn't say that. Cal's never gonna have a shootout against <laughs> anybody, but But it it could be ugly enough that you never know, right? Like you never know. It, it, strange things have
2: happened. Uh it it could definitely uh it could definitely put some leave some points on the board, that's for sure.
0: Oh, okay. I think that's I think that's it, Steve. I mean, like, we jumped on here at a pretty good time. Um, Mark Harland's about to address the media. So I'm sure there'll be more content coming your way as the afternoon rolls on. Uh, we are hopeful that the USC game is played. Maybe Mark will address that, although I doubt it. That'll probably come at a later date. But nonetheless, we'll uh, we'll plan on on a podcast earlier in the week uh, and then one towards the end of the week. Um, stay safe. Stay safe, everybody. Uh, are you watching the Masters, Steve? I am. I got it on right now. Good, Tiger. Man. Uh, Tiger, doing well. Good, good. You love to see it.
2: You love, love to see it, man. To
0: see it, I love. I love seeing like just for what it's worth, Tiger. Phil. I love seeing those guys do well. Yeah,
2: man. Just uh the the nostalgia of it. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just seeing those guys play well, man. It's fun.
0: Yes, and then I love watching Dustin Johnson walks. It looks like he's got a bloody toothpick in his ass, and that's fun. <laughs> Yeah, he walks <laughs> so weird, but it's like a strut, you know. Yeah, he
2: Justin knows- Thomas on the mic dropping f bombs, like I'm, I'm here for that always.
0: Wait, Justin Thomas dropped an f bomb?
2: Uh he did it in a previous tournament. I can't remember where it was. Oh, I think okay. it was actually the uh, the PGA Open. I think is what it was, PGA Championship. Oh, okay, uh, that's right. He no, dropped an f bomb. Yeah.
0: Next time you look at um, Justin Thomas, try and find try and find his like uh, neck. I think it's just like all chin.
2: Oh, I, he doesn't. It's not there. Yeah, he only has a chin.
0: So uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. Rest in peace, JT's neck. But anyway. <laughs> uh, all right, Steve. Uh, you've got plenty of work to do, as do I. So we'll let each other go. Thank you guys for tuning in. Nate Wade's Subaru 1207 South Main Street. Uh, they have They have something coming up, actually, starting on November 19th that I'll be able to share with you guys in about a week's time that's worth keeping an eye out for it's running from november for, uh, 19th through to like january 4th so pretty big little project that they're about to embark on so nonetheless we appreciate them uh steve i appreciate you and uh thanks for all your work we'll stay in appreciate you, touch Tom. and uh thank you guys for tuning in mm-hmm.